Namaste people. Welcome to Shweta's basket. My name is Shweta and this is my basket which are very lovingly packed with goodies like short stories, poems, book, movie and restaurant reviews, all absolutely fresh and original. For the reviews you can head over to my website and as for stories and poems, well, stick around. You know how some stories are. Beautiful in their simplicity, almost lyrical. powerful imagery the inner struggle of the protagonist and a moral lesson all woven together effortlessly into a memorable tale and the best part is that they remind us of our childhood tales the more i read or listen to such stories the more i feel this childlike happiness in me so this particular story feels just like that to me let me know if you feel the same or if you have a different perspective so this particular story is titled the storytellers written by vijay krishna amarineni he is an accountant a dreamer who wishes to lead a happy and contented life the best thing about him is he knows what to say to encourage and motivate people he will make a great leader one day and he is on his way to iim kolkata soon wish you all the best vijay so this is a story the storytellers and this is how it goes the huts in the village were empty cattle chewing cud at leisure lay relaxed in the bears one would wonder if the cattle too knew that today was the harvest festival and the humans were busy with rituals rather than labor at the ritualistic pit fire the rhythm of the drum beat and the performance of the dancers spread joy the village masses spent the day reveling in food and drink as dusk approached two strangers a man and a woman were introduced by the chieftain the strangers claimed to have come from a land far away and took center stage at the celebrations the man led the show while his charming partner played the lute in tune with the even flow of his sonorous voice narrating fables fables filled with triumphant noble heroes and wicked demons they transported the audience to new worlds unknown frontiers battles and victories their show continued well into the night and concluded to rapturous applause from the audience after the festivities the crowd retired to their huts leaving gifts and food behind a day full of revelry left people tired and intoxicated in no time the fire pit was empty under the clear night sky with twinkling stars and a soothing breeze for company the man and his partner relished their meal provided by the villagers after that the tired duo just wanted to rest but a band of juvenile ruffians surrounded them we want a private show the meanest looking one amongst them demanded my apologies but that is not possible we wish to retire the man answered politely do you want us to beat you up then your girl will give us company alone an evil grin spread across the mean face We are here as your chieftain's guests. He may not be pleased, 
knowing that we were troubled, said the man. He's probably too drunk to move a finger. If you deny us, there'll be no trace of you by morning. The man peered at the faces in the group, who by now had encircled him, and sighed. He glanced at his partner and began narrating a story. Many summers ago, in a faraway land, a village lay hidden in the dark woods. The village was ruled by a wretched bandit, and the villagers earned their living by plundering the merchants who passed through the woods. They showed no mercy towards their victims. Anyone who protested or could not be taken for a slave was killed. During one such raid, the bandits intercepted a caravan. In one of the wagons was a merchant traveling with his beautiful wife and a young son. The bandits' chief murdered the merchant and was about to strike their son when the wife fell at his feet begging for her four-year-old son's life. Taking a fancy to the woman at his feet, the bandit ordered, Bear me a son, woman, and I shall let your son live till mine does. The woman, swallowing her pride and grief, agreed to it. What else could she do? Which widowed mother would leave a chance to save her child? The bandits took her to the village and warned her. Only two rules in here. Follow the chief's orders and do not step into the forest on the west side. There were very few women at the village. Most of them had been born there. And the others were prizes taken by men, the spoils of their loot. Men taken as prisoners were either executed in cruel games or forced into the West Forest. The chief claimed that it was an oblation. The villagers believed that there was a great power that called for human sacrifice residing in the forest to the West. None who ventured into that part ever returned. The initial days in the village were dreadful. As the possession of the chief, the woman and a child were largely left alone. The gruesome ways of the village frightened the child. Wondering why his mother cried every day, he asked her one day if she would be happy if he became the chief of the village. The mother's heart melted at the innocence of the child. She smiled and told him, I will be happy if you become a good man and leave this village safely. Over the next few months, she taught her son all she knew and told him stories from law. All her stories emphasized one moral. Goodness always wins. She also ensured that her son understood that his life depended on the unborn in her womb. As the time elapsed, little did the child know that soon he would be alone in that accursed place. His mother carried the unborn to term, passing away after a prolonged labor. The young boy did not understand death, yet the dread he felt when he heard the cry of the newborn defined the path for the rest of his life. 
He matured into a young lad, tall and lean, with bright eyes and a kind heart. The chief kept his word and ensured that the lad was not harmed. But that was all. The lad was ill-treated by all. He tended to the horses in the village and the slaves that were captured. The lad treated the slaves with dignity. But he knew it was just a matter of time before they were executed in games. He often wondered if becoming a bandit would be much easier on the heart than harboring hopes of a better life. It was futile to try to escape from the village, which was surrounded by thick forests teeming with wild beasts. The stepbrother, in contrast, grew into a vile man under the tutelage of the chief. He was built like a bull and carried an aura of domination over others a perfect heir to his aging father. The brothers rarely interacted, though the young lad always kept an eye on his younger brother. One fateful evening, the young lad noticed his stepbrother trying to ride a new horse. To his horror, he saw his brother lose control of the horse. But before anyone could react, the horse, with his stepbrother astride, galloped into the west forest. The lad stood shell-shocked. If anything were to happen to his stepbrother, he would be responsible and considered disposable. The lad's body moved swiftly. Grabbing a lantern, he raced into the forest. Afraid of the legend, none from the village followed them. The lad sprinted after the horse, but could not tail it for long. He lost sight of the horse and found himself in an unknown part of the forest. Wiping the sweat off his forehead, he observed the surroundings. Dark clouds were gathering and the sun went behind the curtain of clouds. He spotted a marsh some distance away. It was full of reeds and sedges and on the side of the marsh was a small hill. The ground was damp. He observed hoof marks and followed them. The track led him to the carcass of the horse. It was torn open and chunks of flesh were missing. Looking around, he found numerous paw prints of wolves. It puzzled him. The kill was fresh, but he failed to spot any wolves. Did the wolves kill and drag him away, he wondered. The lad could not return to the village without finding his brother. So, he proceeded further into the forest, towards the swamp. And that brings me to the end of this episode. (laughs) I know, I know. It's only the end of the episode, guys. Not of the story. Ouch! Ouch! Yes, I can feel that. All those sturdy glances, disgruntled looks and some cuss words too. Join me next Friday and I promise to finish the story there. In the meantime, you can write to me and tell me how horrible I am for leaving the story in between. My email ID is shweta at the and you can find that in the episode description as well. Now, how do I ask you guys 
to visit my website www.shwetasbasket.com for more stories, poems and reviews. And how do I tell you that you can get in touch with me on Facebook and Instagram? My handle is shwetasbasket. But I can definitely say one thing. I hope you caught my previous episodes. And I know for sure that you won't want to miss the next episode. So for that, please make sure that you subscribe or follow my podcast. And guys, before I leave, just a question. Do you want a website of your own? If yes, then listen on. In the meantime, this is your host, Shweta Singh, trying to escape. Till we meet again, for sure I promise, next Friday on the air. Bye for now. Do you want to have a website of your own? Are you a writer, photographer, actor, makeup artist, hairstylist, or even a tutor, singer, painter, journalist, consultant? Or do you have your own cafe, restaurant, resort, holiday home, shop, small business, hospital, or even a blog, WordPress, or Blogspot account that you want to migrate to a good-looking website? Well, look no further. The geeks will help you. And you will find them in the Geeks Room at Artoonsin. Just click on the link in the episode description. Yes, it's that simple to have a website. My website is hosted and managed by them. And want to know what I love about them? They are professional, customer pleasers, straight talkers and very competently priced. So what are you waiting for? Your website is just a click away.